What is good, y'all? Welcome back to the Punchers Point. We got another prediction episode for you. This is another prediction episode, the second one of January, and we did the last one a few days ago with Better Be Even Callum Smith. This one, we got Natasha Jonas versus Michaela Meyer for the IBF Welterweight Championship. Michaela Meyer trying to become a two-division world champion as Natasha Jonas is trying to keep her welterweight championship. Now, I'm going to do it in a little bit of a different order. Instead of us just rambling on and on about both fighters in one, I'm going to go one fighter and then the other. So, you know what? We'll start with the challenger, Michaela Meyer. You know, 19-1, five knockouts. Breezy, let's start with her. As far as like a whole breakdown with her, just give it to me. What do you see in Michaela Meyer? Straight weaknesses, keys to victory. Well, Michaela Meyer is this, right? She's a long fighter. She's a lot taller and longer in reach than a lot of her peers and opponents. Her weaknesses, I say, sometimes she gets too careless. She Sometimes she abandons the guard and she leaves her chin open. She leaves her body open. And somebody like a Natasha Jonas can take advantage of that. Because what I see from Michaela Mayer is that she's really good on the outside. But because she's such a long fighter and so, because she's so long in reach, that the moment she gets in the inside and whatnot, and she's throwing all these short punches. She usually takes a lot more punches in the inside from her opponents than she's doing outside. Because if you got a lot of longer arm reach and whatnot, you're not going to be able to get off those big shots, those big power shots as much as you want to. Because in order for you to get your, your full throw shot, you got to be able to fully connect it. She doesn't get enough off in the inside punches. Now, what I will say is this. When Michaela Mayer does get you hurt, she does get in the inside, and then she just starts teeing off on you. But as far as her not getting anybody hurt, I mean, and before you even get them hurt, you got to stick to your guns. You got to stick to your keys. And it's, I feel like for her, being on the outside is very well her, her place. I mean, I learned that with Alicia Bungardner fight. She got in the inside with Alicia Bungardner, and that's the reason why Alicia Bungardner won the fight. She tried to make it an inside fight, but in reality, she should have just Stayed on the outside with a little mixture of her trying to come in the inside. I mean, because you don't want to make it too obvious. You got to kind of mix it up. But she tried to play the inside game with Alicia Bumgarner, who was the shorter fighter, who had the shorter reach and whatnot. And because she did that, she ended up losing. Alicia Bumgarner would take it to her body. She was taking it to her head. Although I will say that even though Alicia Bumgarner did get tired in that fight, though, the fact that she was still able to get shots off to the body and the chin, which I just mentioned that she tends to leave her guard kind of open, her chain kind of open. Now, although Lisa Bumgarner did not have that kind of power to stop her, it just it just shows the difference between her and the inside and her and the outside. And of course, it is. Lisa Bumgarner is a good fighter. So, yes, I understand he lost, but at the same time, though, I felt like her performance would have been just a little more better had she stayed on the outside and stuck to what she's really good at. Although I do believe the same outcome would happen, Alicia Bumgarner would have won it, but she's just not an inside fighter. For somebody like Natasha Jones, when she gets in the, she hits you with shot, shot up the shot at the side. She mixes it up with you. She she uses her angle. She mixes it up with you. Although I say that I like to see her go to the body more, but she does have a fake of punches in the inside. And if she tries to get in the inside with Jonas and try to do all that, I feel like the proud punches and, and the very elusive punches that Jonas carries in the inside, it will affect her. Her strengths, like I said, you're no longer fighter. You have to see, you have to reach. You have to jab. You can keep her at bay, and you can basically go to her body and basically keep her from even getting inside with you. That's your field. So 
Her strength is really good outside elusive game. Her weakness is when she tries to get in the inside, she gets the, she tends to get exposed and she tends to leave that guard and just arm and leave her chin and her body open. Yeah, I I'll say this. So Michaela Meyer, she's a very, very uh she's a very good fighter. Again, nineteen and one, only loss she's had is to Alicia Bumgarner. If we're starting off with the weaknesses, then one I actually caught was she doesn't do much body work. You know, that's something I would like to see. It seems like every single time she throws a punch, it's like she's trying to aim for the head. And I would like to see her in this fight go more to the body because I do believe that she has a better gas take than Natasha Jonas. Um, she has this one combo, and it's a very, very good combo. It works very well for her. It's like it's like a left straight, and then she'll come with the right. And it's a left-right combo. And she hurt a lot of opponents that way, but I just feel like you keep on throwing that combo and it's going to get predictable, you know? And I think Alicia Bumgarner, since we're talking about her, I think Alicia Bumgarner ended up kind of cracking that combo a little bit. Because if you notice in that fight, every single time Meyer would throw out a left hand, Alicia Bumgarner would hit her right after before she could even land the combo. So I think that's definitely something that she might need to mix up. And she's an easy target for the jab. There were a lot of times in that Bumgarner fight where she just kept jabbing her and jabbing her. And I think that in order for Michaela Merritt to win this fight, she's going to have to slip those jabs. Now, as far as her strengths, I mean, she do does have a lot of them. We can't discredit Michaela Merritt. She has fast hands. I mean, we can't we can't dispute that at all. She has some of the fastest hands in woman boxing, in my opinion. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of other fighters with fast hands. Katie Taylor is one. You look at um, Amanda Serrano. You could even say Alisa Bumgarner, but I do believe that Michaela Meyer has some very, very fast hands. And I think as far as speed, I think that she matches up with the best of them. She uses her reach very well, like you mentioned. I don't think I got to talk much about that. I think that when it comes to her reach, I believe that that's definitely going to be the biggest key in this fight, as you mentioned. Good at hiding her hands. She hides her hands low. She doesn't keep her hands up and everything like that. Now, it doesn't mean she doesn't protect herself. But she doesn't keep her hands so high up. What she does is she keeps her hands low out of her opponent's eyesight. And then when the opponent goes to throw a strike, she'll kind of counter and then hit them. And they won't know what hit them because her hands are low. And I do believe that in this fight, that's going to be an important key as well. Because if she can hide her hands, because Natasha Jonas in the past has been known to kind of get clipped with kind of shots that she hasn't seen. If she's able to hide her hands. And I do think that Michaela Meyer has a really good chance to win this fight. She doesn't have good knockout power, but she has good knockdown power. She can knock you down. She's done it many, many times before. Even though she only has five knockouts, there's a lot of those opponents that Michaela Meyer has faced that she's put on the ground. So I think that in this fight, look, I'm going to say it right now. Don't be surprised if we see a knockdown. Don't be surprised if Michaela Meyer knocks down Natasha Jonas. She has a very, very good right hand. That right hand always clipping. And every single time it seems like there's a knockdown, it seems like it's that right hand. And she's loose on her feet. Michaela Meyer, she isn't flat-footed, you know. She likes to move around the ring a lot. You know, she's very, very quick on her feet. And I do believe that's definitely going to be an advantage for this fight. Now, as far as her keys to victory, I think she should use her range, like we talked about, to keep Jonas away. Slip her power shots. Look, Natasha Jonas has a lot, a lot of power shots. She throws some jabs, but I feel like when you go to the inside, she's definitely going to be looking for those hooks, those uppercuts. And I do believe that if Michaela Meyer can kind of predict those, slip those shots, I do believe that she can come back with counter punches and eventually end up possibly even getting a stoppage. Um, hide your hands, like we said. Don't show your cards. You know, in poker, when you're playing Texas Hold'em or poker, blackjack, you don't want to show your cards. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to let the other opponent know what you got. You don't want them to know if you've got a good hand or a bad hand. It's the same thing in boxing. Michaela Meyer, keep hiding your hands because I feel like if you hide your hands, 
and you hit her with a counter, she's not going to expect it. It's going to rock her. And be the aggressor. Push her back. Look, I do believe that Michaela Meyer, she might not be the bigger fighter, but she's definitely the taller fighter. And I do believe that if she packs that weight on come fight night, I do believe that she definitely has the power. I definitely believe that she could be the aggressor in this fight and eventually end up pushing Natasha Jonas in the ropes. So with that being said, you know what? Let's go straight to Natasha Jonas. Obviously, same thing. Straight weaknesses, keys to victory. And then after that, we're going to give our predictions, but we're going to say the predictions right after the uh, Natasha Jonas breakdown. So, Breezy, you go first, Natasha Jonas. Okay. Natasha Jonas' strengths, her strength is this, right? When she comes in and she's fighting you, she always keeps herself in her stance. No matter how much you try to adjust, no matter how much you try to change, her game plan remains the same. Her game plan is to punch you in between your counters. And here's the thing is this, right? He punches in between the counters, but at the same time, he can't really get off in between when somebody else is countering. So while she does stand and she plants her feet right there and she and she's get her best thing's this, right? She has this combo I see her do all the time. It's like a jab, pull back straight, hook. The thing about this is, is that with Natasha Jonas, very good, very aggressive. I mean, although I like to see a lot more and more hand movement, I do like how much she go to the body. Go lean hook, catching fighters with that. And sometimes that's how she get her stoppages, right? Like I said, I like to see her go to the body more, especially with somebody like Michaela Mayer, who's taller than you. If you're fighting somebody that's taller than you, best way to do is kind of break them down. In this fight, she has to use body work. You have the power. You're the bigger woman. You're the one that can dictate those True power shots. You're at that class. That's your weight. That's your that's that's your set. You basically have to go in there and you gotta establish dominance. You gotta make sure that she doesn't come in here and try to bully you because you are the shoulder fighter. Yes, she's longer in range, but you are the bigger fighter. So she's gonna have to press the mayor, go to the body, mix it up, and don't stay there too long. Don't stay in your usual stance because, like Mario said. Michaela Mayer has fast hands, and I've seen in between time still fight, and it will get countered, and the next you know, like now it, it it favors the other fighter now. So she's really good at catching you in between counters, but she she tends to throw punches to where like if she gets countered too, it's like it throws everything off because it's that it's the straight, it's the it's the straight jab, it's a pullback straight, and it's, and it's a hook, and if you counter in between that, like. Now you done kind of disrupted everything she had going. So her strength is this. She can stay in the pocket with you. And she can bang. She can get off those hooks. She can get off those jams. She can get off those straights and whatnot. But weakness is that if you're able to stop that, you're able to cut and get in between all that, you basically kind of disrupt the whole game plan. And yeah, so it, it's hard, but it's really a simple thing. It's somebody like the killer man with fast sense and the reach. I feel like she could do that. Just come in between those punches. So her strength is she can counter you, but her weakness is that it, she tends to get a lot of counter, and then she just kind of get reluctant. Yeah, I feel you. When I was looking at her fights, I realized Natasha Jonas, obviously she's a power puncher. She packs power in both hands. That's definitely something I feel like Michaela Mayer is going to have to watch out for. A versatile puncher, you know, she's not that type of person that's going to keep on headshotting you, you know. She doesn't just aim for the body and everything like that. She doesn't just throw hooks. She throws a lot more hooks than everything else, but she throws uppercuts. There's times when she also gets that jab in there. 
power punches are definitely her hooks and uppercuts, as everybody else's would be. But those are the punches that I think she looks to knock you out with. However, she is a versatile puncher. You know, she definitely has a lot of punches. She definitely has a lot of tools sort of in her toolbox to win fights. Now, she's a very, very good body puncher. Now, that's something that I can't say about Michaela Mayer. Not that Michaela Mayer's body punches are weak. She just doesn't use them a lot. When Natasha Jonas, Natasha Jonas use that, uses those body punches a lot. She uses those body punches to kind of open up the guard. And when the guard opens, she'll go come up to the head, which is another example of her being a versatile puncher. She has, she's a very, very good inside fighter. Again, there's times where she's in the inside, you know, she'll get into these brawls with these women, but she's a very, very good inside fighter. I trust Natasha Jonas more on the inside than I do on the outside, especially against a tall, lengthy fighter like Michaela Mayer. And last but not least, she's patient. You're not seeing Natasha Jonas just rushing at people, hitting them and everything like that. She's not doing that. You're not seeing Natasha Jonas cornered in the ropes. You're not seeing her just swing and you know try to stay alive no she is patient she's looking at you she's trying to figure out what her next move is and she's going to attack she's going to attack she's going to attack and she's going to make sure that she comes forward and she's going to hit you now obviously the weaknesses sometimes she gets overwhelmed example in that katie taylor fight there were times where katie taylor would kind of clip her and there were times where katie taylor would kind of control the ring push her back a little bit which leads to my next weakness she gets pushed back early in her career she got pushed back now i will say this She's gotten a lot better at it. If you go watch her one loss, her one knockout loss, obviously she's had two to Katie Taylor, but the other one, if you go watch her one knockout loss, it's probably one of her worst fights I could see. Because honestly, when I watched the fight, I started looking at the girl, and the girl was fighting sloppy. She was pushing her back, and the girl knocked her down three times. And this was a sloppy fighter. I'm not saying the fighter is bad or a scrub, but she was a sloppy fighter, and Natasha Jonas had problems with it. So I think if you're looking at that from 2018, which is when the fight happened to now, Natasha Jonas is much more of a polished fighter now than she was back then. She stays on the inside sometimes too long and she takes damage. Like I said before, there's times when she gets into those brawls and she's very, very good on the inside. However, there are times where when you're fighting fighters on the inside, you might not get the best exchanges. And a perfect example of that is Katie Taylor. Now in this fight, I think it's going to be less of a worry, less of a struggle because Michaela Mayer is an outside fighter. She can fight on the inside, but I do believe that Natasha Jonas is going to have more success on the inside against Michaela Mayer if she chooses to go down that route than she did with Katie Taylor. Because Katie Taylor is an inside-the-pocket brawl fighter. She she does not trigger. She, she doesn't have the fastest trigger. So there'll be times where she'll pull her punches, but it's just not fast enough. It's just not quick enough. And I feel like with somebody like Michaela Mayer, who has some of the fastest hands in the business, I feel like that's going to be a big, big problem if you can't land those punches, if you can't pull the trigger quick enough. And there's also times where she's surrounding her opponents. Like I said, she's patient, which is a very, very good thing. However, the problem is, even though you're patient, sometimes she's a little too patient where the person's in the corner and she'll just look at them and you're giving somebody like a Michaela Mayer time to react. You're giving somebody like a Katie Taylor time to react. You're giving somebody like Terry Harper, who she had a draw with, the time to react. And I do believe that in this fight, she's going to have to pull that trigger faster. And last but not least, she's not good with counter punches. I think that Natasha Jonas, she does have counter punches, but I think her best game is being the aggressor. When she's pushing her opponents back, when she's solidifying her dominance onto the other fighter, that's when I think Natasha Jonas is the best. And I do believe that she's not going to win with counter punches. You know, she's not going to win by trying to counter punch Michaela Mayer because Michaela Mayer might not even let her get close enough to where she can counterpunch. Now, the keys to victory for Natasha Jonas, uh, start with the body early. 
Michaela Mayer has a very, very good gas tank. But if you start with that body early, if you do some body work early, you could definitely kind of start lowering the gas tank, you know? Clipper after the left faint, but before the right hand. So when she throws that, so Michaela Mayer, again, like I said, that one combo, that left combo, that left right hand combo, that one two. When she throws the left faint, let her throw it. But Clipper right before she could throw the right hand. And that's exactly what Alicia Bumgarner did. And I believe that was the difference to Alicia Bumgarner win this fight versus Michaela Meyer. So I believe in this fight, Natasha Jonas hit her before she lands that right hand, just to make it simple. Hit her before she lands that right hand. And Michaela Mayer lost her best combo. Pulled the trigger faster, like I said. Said it slipped the first punch and land a jab hook combo. So obviously pulled the trigger faster. Slip her first punch, which might be the left most likely, and then land a jab and then land a hook. Just make sure every single time she goes in, I like to call this the two out of three rule, which means if you're going to, if there's going to be a total of three punches between each opponent, make sure you land two out of three of them. That's the two out of three rule. If Michaela Mayer and, you're, and you are fighting, make sure you land two out of every three punches. And if you could do that, I do believe that you could win this fight. Save all right, right here. Save the backhand for counter shots. So don't just be throwing that backhand. Natasha Jonas, again, power in both hands. But that backhand, I want her to wait until she can counter punch. I want her to wait until Michaela Mayer gets close and then use that backhand to clip her. Don't do it every time, obviously. But I believe that that hand should be used for counter punches and not just a regular jab. So keep that backhand, you know, deep in the toolbox just in case you need it. And get on the inside and slip out. Again, get on the inside, hit her with some body shots. Again, every three punches, make sure you land two. And then after that, you just slip out. If you got a clinch, then clinch. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, now since we gave the breakdown, the only thing left, man, is predictions. Obviously, if we're scoring predictions so far this year, we've only had one fight, but it's three to two. Breezy had a perfect prediction. I was off by the round, so it's three to two. But you know what? Let's get straight into it, Breezy. Prediction time. We got Michaela Mayer or Natasha Jonas. Hey, yeah, uh, Michaela Mayer. By split decision, it's going to be a nice fight. It's going to be a back and forth fight. I think we're going to see Jonas get rocked. We might see Mayer get clipped, but I think it's going to be a close fight. Some people are going to say they had Jonas winning. Some people are going to say Mayer. Uh, overall, I got it. Michaela Mayer, split decision for her debut. I got Michaela Mayer winning as well. I'm going to get a little risky because I'm going to kind of need the points right now. I'm going to go with Michaela Mayer knockout. And I do believe that it's going to be a knockout because I think that Michaela Mayer is a good enough fighter to knock her out. Now, I know what people are going to say. Well, Katie Taylor couldn't do it. So what makes you think Michaela Mayer is going to do it? Styles make fights. That's all I can say. You know, I haven't seen Natasha Jonas fight a fighter that is a lot taller than her and a fighter like Michaela Mayer who go rounds one through 10. So I think that in this fight, I think that Michaela Mayer is going to knock her out probably late, probably like round seven or eight. But I do think she's going to knock her out. I'm not, uh, and if I'm predicting a knockout, I think it will be in the, I'll go, I'll go seventh round. I'll go seventh round knockout. So, you know what, man? We got a great fight. And I think that the tale of this fight is definitely Natasha Jonas being an inside fighter versus Michaela Mayer being an outside fighter. I think that's the biggest thing. We mentioned a lot of strengths and weaknesses, keys to victory and everything like that. But I do believe that the tale of this fight is going to be the inside fighter versus the outside fighter, or whichever one can solidify their game plan the best ends up winning this fight. But with that being said, I say we wrap it up. You know, appreciate y'all for tuning into the Punchers Point. Make sure you guys continue to tune in. We got some great things for season two. With that being said, stay on point.